Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Jackson Jr. Like he's getting ready to beat somebody up, you know, lifting up his lifted up his uh button up sleeves, you know, got it, got it, got his own, got his got his likes together. He looking looking good out here. No jewelry, just a button-up shirt, Devin Lee Crimes. Devin, how you doing today? Out there ready to do that to somebody if they want to cross the boss, Devin Crimes. I can't say that because that's somebody else's name. The boss part, obviously. Wait, so what so if they cross who? If they just cross Devin? The Tasmanian Devin, as they call me at work. Isn't that Taz nickname? Isn't that how Taz got his name? We ain't worried about that right now. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you know, I'm like, you know, we'll, we'll work on it later. We'll work on it later. Oh uh, let's 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 get right to you know what? I gotta ask you a question. It's the off the cuff question. A lot of people. Back in the day, you know, this would be a hard question because the uh, the way they were now. But you watched In Your House and you watched Hell in a Cell. Which one was better? Hell in a Cell, definitely. Yeah, I said back in the day, you know, when NXT was yellow and black, it was it was some competition. Like it, we didn't know which pay per view was better, which what was going to be better or not. It was some stiff competition there. But yeah, yeah, uh, Hell in a Cell wasn't the greatest, but. You know, what, what was your overall thoughts on just this weekend's wrestling? In your house, like I said, it was a lot left to be desired, but it wasn't like just dookie boo-boo. But Ellen the Cell, on the other hand, it was solid to me. I was uh I wasn't expecting too much going into it just because the way the car was put together, but they made it work. It was a really solid opener and a great ending, a shocking great ending. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty pretty good. It was all pretty good. I in your house, I fell asleep during Manny Rose match. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I was I was my brother brother was holding on strong. I was still up like the soldier I am. Yeah, he never, was, he was never lost. He was he was still there. Maybe maybe he thought he had to review. He was like, man, I gotta review this later on, brother. He was like, oh, I gotta write these down. I gotta I gotta get this I was, together. I was supporting my NXT 2.0 fellow people. You know what? Good. I'll, I'll, I'll remember that when you fall asleep on Forbidden Door. I'll I'll take that into exception. Hey, no promises can be made. Look, the way it looks, I might fall asleep on Forbidden Door. We're gonna get into that too. We're gonna get into that later. But 
Um, Hell in a Cell. Uh, look, Devin, uh, Hell in a Cell was really good. Bianca, the triple threat match, Bianca, Becky, Asuka, amazing. Just a phenomenal match. Everything after that was pretty much everything after that, <laughs> besides the main event. You know, and when you go into the main event, you're looking at Cody Rhodes. And when we're we're talking about it, and we're gonna get into and we're gonna get into a lot of stuff. There's a lot to talk about today, especially uh being injury prone. Devin, uh, I was I was trying to segue that into saying we do have an episode called Injury Prone, you know, talking about all the injuries taking place, and unfortunately. Uh, this episode, although you're watching this on YouTube, hello YouTube, uh, we're gonna have to name this one "Injury Prone Part 2. You know, sadly, unfortunately. and yeah, unfortunately, make sure they caught that part. I didn't want them to be like, hey, he happy over injuries. You sick freak? Hey, I don't know. I don't know what you be rooting for. That's cool, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We Devin could just be sitting there, man. If if Cody Rose could just land awkwardly, like you just, I just, I just need it in my life right now. I don't know. No, <laughs> no obviously, Chicago. No, obviously, obviously, the heel turn doesn't wish injuries or anything bad on nobody. But uh, all day, all day Sunday, it was just Cody Rose injured, Cody Rose being checked out, torn peck. You know, torn uh, pec muscle that he had. And it looked like he was going to be, and they said it was clean off the bone. So it was like, it looks like, you know, it was up in the air on whether Cody was going to wrestle or not. The way it was looking, I thought it was a work, obviously. I thought this was just Cody being that almighty baby face superhero guy. And I thought he was, you know, being a jerk for it, being a kind of, I thought that was going to be, I hate this word. I hate this word. But yeah, I thought that would be pathetic, you know. So I thought that would be, you know, pathetic of somebody to throw this injury. I have this injury. Look at me. I'm injured. Oh, my God. Injury, injury. Y'all know I'm hurting, but I'm going to fight for you people. That's what I do. I'm Cody Rose, American Nightmare. You look like a hero for you, for your name to be an American Nightmare. So that's that's what I was afraid oh, of. That's where my mind went negatively. As soon as, as soon as he took off that freaking robe, vest, whatever he got on. Oh, man. And then, you know, the, the kendo stick hits. And obviously, Seth Rollins is a great worker. I know he was still, it still hurts. You know, it's still going to hurt regardless. You know, he got hit with, a, with the steps. And it was just, you could tell in the crowd just went silent. It's just everybody, it was some, it was a, some sort of, everybody was uncomfortable, put it like that. Uh, Devin, your thoughts on Cody Rhodes wrestling through his injury and your thoughts on just, you know, before the, even before, the match, just hearing all the news about Cody Rhodes and the injury and will he wrestle, will he not? You know, the whole mystery of it all. Well, first and foremost, it's always unfortunate to hear anybody suffering an injury and just hearing throughout the day before the show, like, I was just like, right, what's going to happen? Like, is this, a, you know, there's just trying to use this to amplify the story a bit more. And like, I hate to be like that, you know, just that's how wrestling is. It's hard to really see between the lines of what is for real and what, you know, may not be. But I'm going to say first, I get nothing but mad respect to that man getting through that match, getting through a hell in a cell match. Now, was it the smartest decision? Was it the most healthiest decision? No, but I will say it was a courageous decision on his part. And he, he didn't have to do that. He, like, he could have easily just said, hey, I can't, you know, my stuff torn off the bone. I just can't do it. 
But for him to just, you know, gut it out, give us that performance he did, and just pretty much just let that unfortunate injury just play into the story of the match, you know, it just added more drama to it. Like, and I hate to just use it and put it like, oh, he was able to, you know, use it for, utilize it for, you know, enhancing the story. But that's what it did. And that's what, that's what's great about a lot of parts of wrestling where you can just get something that's legit and just weave it into your story and just you take it to a whole nother level. So, like I said, mad respect to Cody Rhodes, man. He didn't have to do what he did, but he gave the show. He could have easily just said, no, I can't. But he didn't. He gutted it out. Like I said, was it the smartest decision? No. But was it a courageous decision on his behalf? I believe so. So, mad respect to my man, Cody. Yeah, mad respect to Cody. But you're stupid. You are stupid. I'm, I'm thankful. To, I'm thankful to, you know, have watched you since legacy days, you know, dashing Cody Rhodes. I remember when he first came in, he tag team with Hardcore Holly, then he turned on. Hardcore Holly, yep. I remember. The tag team champion Swig went over to Ted DiBiase, you know, had some hatred for Randy, broke his broke his nose and was like, don't, don't look at me, I'm ugly. Yeah, put know, a mask put, on. But he put the paper bag on everybody. Yeah, put the paper bag, exactly. Like, yeah. love we Cody. Go. We go way back with Cody, man. Exactly. We know Cody. We know Cody. Exactly. We didn't when he went to hang out with his little friends. You know, that we that that's the that's the Cody everybody knows now. We knew we knew Cody. We knew some Cody Rhodes. But look, it, it's just the crazy part about this is you didn't have to do this. You really didn't have to do this. I like how they worked around it though. I like it didn't have to be a hell. They, granted, it was in a hell in a cell. They didn't have to go, they didn't have to go do the extra mile, go the extra mile and make it. You know the environment, their whole like you know thing. Well, that makes sense. Usually in a hell in a cell, you're banging on the cage. You're you know they're getting thrown over on the cage. You're getting getting. You're trying to get out. You're climbing up. You know they're trying to interact. You know the cage is they're one with the cage. You know, you know you use they use the gimmick to their uh well to their doing to their attacks. Cody and Seth didn't do that at all. You know Cody got out the got out the bell. You know he he got out the straps. Doing that set, put it on, put it on. I'm like, dang, this went from one gimmick match to another. Like, and, and there was no problem with it because I knew the circumstances. I knew what was going on. Now, if this was just a random match, Cody wasn't injured. He grabbed the straps, put it on. Seth, why would you do that? <laughs> like, Seth, get out, get out of there. Like, stupid. But all in all, we since we understood the situation of it all, it made sense, and it was fun. Uh, eh, I wouldn't call it a fun match. It was I was terrified throughout the whole time, but at the end a, of it, it was a roller coaster. I would say <laughs> at the end of it, watching Cody breathing, I was like, okay, this is a fun match. Like I was like, this is a good match. I'll, I'm okay with this because you know Cody's okay. But Devin, he's out. Oh, he's gonna, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh no, I just wanted to shout out to Seth Rollins because I mean, just to be able to you know get like work around an injury like that, be safe. Like shout out to him, man, because he. He played his part, and he played his part really well. And it's to be expected. It's Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah, exactly. Even though he can't be theory in your eyes, you know, Seth freaking Rollins is that guy. So this is that's 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 Seth Rollins was awesome, awesome in this. Obviously, he had to use the injury to his advantage, and it got red. It was all purple at first, and purple got mixed with red, and it's just like I wanted to faint. And we actually. I actually watched the video, watched the video of just the doctor talking about it. Cause I wanted to know, was this, cause I was, 
I texted Devin about this when Cody Rhodes took off his robe. I was like, dang, that looked like when Triple H, you know, messed up his arm and it was either a crown. It was in Saudi Arabia. I know that. Yeah. But yeah, seeing that, man, Cody's is all red. I'm like, I gotta have a doctor tell me this. And Devin, if you watch the same video I saw, this is when I knew. And it was weird because when the doctor actually was like, he was examining Cody's body, pause. And he was like, you see Cody's nipple? He's like, Cody's nipple is lower than the, his right nipple, the injured one, is lower than the left nipple. And I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we're talking about nipples here, but I'm trying to explain the injury. And so he was like, that's how you know it was obviously a real injury. It's purple. It was turning red. The, you know, it's internally bleeding. His nipple just dropped. So it's like, he's in trouble now. Like, just the craziness you heard and, and having a doctor explain it afterwards is just... And knowing that, knowing that Cody is going to be out for a year, was it worth it? Um, well, I mean, it me, gave, it's, it's tough, because, I mean, like, he could have just avoided it, but it gave us a real memorable hell in the cell. Well, well, let me rephrase it. Cody's out for a year, but... Although he's out for a year, it was going to happen regardless. The doctor said it was torn off the bone. He's going to need surgery. If he does the match, he's not going to – it's just going to be the same. Yeah, it's no worse you can – that's so, the thing. Like, Triple H did it like mid-match. So, right. I mean, you try to push through the match based on adrenaline and then just like it's during the match. But for Cody to have it already and have to get psyched up and ready to go into the match knowing your stuff torn off, that's even more insane. He did a he did a springboard cutter with the and he landed on the on the torn peg. Like just mm-hmm. like Jesus Christ, bro. Like, is it well that's 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 just my question. Knowing that it couldn't get any worse, you're gonna be out for a year regardless. Was it worth it? I it's tough to tell. It's <laughs> would you I, for in, in you if it was you? If it was me, you had the if, decision. Were you would you wrestle or would you say screw it? I'm going home. Given that there was no more damage I could have done to it, I would have I would have done it. You would have wrestled if, if 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 I couldn't do nothing else worse to it. If I can still you know get through the match as he you know that's tough. But like if it's already the damage is done, and it's not like I'm gonna tear it even more. It's already off the bone. What else can I do? Seth Rollins came out in Eastern and Eastern Standard Time. Seth Rollins came out at 7.30. I said, Devin, if Kevin, if Cody Rose is injured, this is going to be a 30-minute match. Devin, look me in my eyes and tell me with a torn pectoral muscle, you're going to put on a 30-minute banger. I'm going to look you dead in your eyes and say, yes. I'm going to look you in your eyes and say, there's no way I'm going out there. Look, I mean, granted, I'm just saying like me, like obviously right now I couldn't, but like I said, it's just giving that injury the way they've always said it. Like ain't nothing else you can do to it. Like, I mean, once it's torn, it's torn off. It's with, it's a tear and it's a, you know, possibility of you tearing it a bit more. And once it's off the bone, I mean, the damage is the most damage you can do to it is done. Like I said, was it the smartest decision to go out there? No, but it's courageous. I'm not courageous. I'm sorry. I'm in pain. Pain tops courageous. I'm sorry. You wanted, wanted to make sure everybody got what they paid for. Look like Isaiah, lift your right arm. Ah, yep. Nope. Give me on that plane, Vince. I'm sorry. I ain't gonna be here. I ain't gonna be here. But I would have been like, what? 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 What is this? Hell in a cell? How much you? Let me. Let me compare this WrestleMania check to this Hell in a Cell check. 
And let me see if I'm going to lift my arm up for Seth Rollins. No, I'm sorry. That's just that I'm not. And I'm speaking money wise because all the pain you have to go through in that. This wasn't SummerSlam. This wasn't WrestleMania. This wasn't Survivor Series. And I don't even think nobody would do that for Survivor Series. This wasn't the Royal Rumble. You know, like this is where you can. Royal Rumble, Battle Royals are where you can hide injuries. You know, where guy, there's a bunch of guys, you know, gobbled up in a spate in a one ring. You can hide an injury like that. You know, so this isn't this super fantastic match. This wasn't no championship match. This was just for you to beat Seth Rollins uh, for a third time. Me personally, I got to disagree. It wasn't worth it at all. Right. Granted, yes, you are going to be gone for a year. You're going to be gone the same amount of time. But I'm not fit. I'm sorry. You're not going to have me roll all over this and make just have me just suffering. Why would no? Because that's because think about it. Before we were entertained, we were terrified. I'm not going to put nobody through that. That's me. That's just me. That's just Isaiah. That's Izzy talking. I hate to sound cynical with it, though, but it enhanced the drama, though. Yeah, I know, like, I hate to say, like, I'm using this man's body as a tool, like, you know, but it, you know, it gave me more thrill. It made me more scared. But that's, uh, I mean, that's the only plus I really can give it. It's a horrible injury, but given the circumstance, given the type of performer he is, he dug down deep for us. And I appreciate it, Cody, but please, and for everybody else listening, don't do this. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the bottom line of it all. Like, don't, just because I'm saying it was a courageous thing to do don't mean that it should never happen again. Yeah. The next time on. this happened, it's fine. Like, just literally, it's it's not worth it. You know what, I'm Liz? Saying, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm just saying, I'm only saying, like, because it's, it played out the way it did and he's going to go have surgery and I'm hoping he has a great recovery. But at the end of the day, don't ever do that again. <laughs> I will personally come back there and be like, man, hold up. You're not getting past me. <laughs> well, let's let's go across the street real fast. Well, let's let's let me close this out by saying uh, Cody Rose is going to undergo surgery on June 9th. That's this Thursday. And he'll yeah be out for a year. If, if not a year, half a year. Nine months max. So I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, we wish Cody Rose uh, the best, you know, a speedy recovery. And again, thank you. Thank you. That's that's all I can really say. Just thank you for yesterday. You didn't have to do it, but you did it. So, thank you. The Heel Turn Podcast. Let's go across the street because Jeff Hardy came out and said that he was concussed during his match against the, the Young Bucks. So, and it was in the beginning of the match. And he said it got to the point where he didn't even know where he was at. And they pretty much had to walk him through the match itself. Triple H stopped Daniel Bryan's match the minute he the minute Daniel Bryan looked hit his head the minute Daniel Bryan hit his head and they found out he was concussed Triple H had to call it and he called it from backstage because uh, the referee you know quote unquote called off the match Daniel Bryan had to go to the back and have a talk with Triple H who called off the match because he was like you're concussed there's no way we're going to finish this knowing. Why is it this a bigger problem? Why is it nobody 
you know, coming out and saying, why is this a big deal, Devin? You, I know this isn't a, this is just a, you're, there's no right or wrong answer. I just want to know this. You're looking at AEW. His brother, Matt, Sammy Guevara threw a freaking chair at his head. He landed on concrete both times and finished matches. And where concussions are very, are taken insanely seriously. And nowadays, why is it this getting talked about? We're hearing Cody Rose. We're hearing everybody else. But we're not hearing no controversy off of Jeff, Jeff Hardy finishing a match off of being heavily concussed. But your thoughts on it? No, it definitely needs to be talked uh, talked about and attention needs to be brought to it because it's very serious. And it's very serious in terms of the fact that in every match, your biggest goal, I, you know, given everything you're doing, like extreme as crazy as it can be, you want to protect each other in that ring, outside the ring, because you're in it together. It's a team effort all around. And so that's the biggest priority. So it's just if you're concussed, obviously you can't, you know, a lot of people can't just function at a regular daily job with a concussion. So you want to go in a ring where it's high risk maneuvers and just anything can happen anytime. You got to be sharp on all points. Like you putting the other uh, competitors in danger. It's because you're not fully there. So no, it's not, it's not a good thing at all. It's something that does need to be just brought attention to. And it has to be like that proactive, like move, like, Hey, we, you know, he can't, you know, he can cuss. Like, call it, you know, and, it, and I know people want to be like, oh, you know, I got it. No, you're going to put other people at risk as well. It's not just you. That's, you know, going. you may accidentally not know what this guy's going to do. And next thing you know, anything. And it's like even people that are people get hurt and just dangerously injured just being on top of their game. So if you're not, it's not you really playing, you know, playing with fire. So, no, it's it's very horrible when they hear that, you know, that he had to do that. And I'm like. No, somebody should have just been like, yeah, no, we can't. Somebody, I don't know. Like I said, I know it's difficult being like in the midst of it, but you got to do something because you want to keep everybody safe at the end of the day. That's the main priority. Uh, listen, listen to this. I'm a, I'm quoting Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy was nearly knocked out. His words, nearly knocked out. It says he has no memory of the match whatsoever. And he's going to be gone for a minute, obviously. But still, Tony Khan. And you know what's crazy? I had to dig for that. Because the, the only thing that I popped that popped up when you see Jeff Hardy is him talking about why Tony Khan told him no to have different uh, music for his interests. Like, that's, that's the only thing that's popping up right now. The only, there's nothing coming up about Tony Khan or his decision to have Jeff Hardy still wrestle, heavily concussed. No recollection of what's going on. He's already moving slow as it is. Devin, I'm a, my answer is yes. You already know. Should Jeff Hardy retire? I would I say no. I would say he doesn't need to retire. I will say he needs to alter his style heavily because he can't keep doing that. I'm just saying he don't have to go, you know, just wrap it all up, you know, put the boots away. But he don't, he's going to have to adapt because you just can't keep putting your body through years upon years of that type of damage and just continue to think you're going to be, you know, we want to see Jeff already be able to ride out on the sunset perfectly fine. We don't want to look and be like, man, if he only just, you know, change it up a little bit, then I go, that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to say he just don't have nothing left. I just say, I don't want to see Jeff already just constantly every week giving me just high risk maneuvers and everything. 
it's not needed anymore. We've seen it for decades already. So we, and it's solidified into his legacy of what he does. So it's not necessarily like, oh, he's not living up to who Jeff Hardy is. No, Jeff Hardy is getting older like we all do. So, and like I said, we want him to be able to be healthy towards the end of it. We want him to be able to look back and be like, I'm good. So no, it's just really a thing of just, can he just alter his wrestling style a bit? You know, maybe just put some more, just less like high flying maneuvers. It's just not really worth it at that age, you know, anymore. Cause you're not going to be able to bounce back from injuries that you may have 10 years ago. Right. I mean, maybe he, maybe he shouldn't retire, but maybe you should just sit down for a minute. Just sit down for a minute. Just yeah, figure out another role that you can lend your abilities to. Yes. Yes. Do so. Just do something. I just want him to do something else. Maybe I just want him to do something else. The Heel Turn Podcast. Devin, uh, I got a list of names. Uh, let's just get started with this now. We got Brian Danielson. We got Adam Cole. We got Jeff Hardy, Kenny Omega, CM Punk. And then you go across the street. A uh, little bit of Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, you know, he's in and out right now. We don't know what's going on. He already signed a contract for, you know, he's a season, he's a seasonal guy. We're going we just going to seasonally see him. And even Roman Reigns. I probably missed. I have probably even missed. And now we have Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is added to the list. I just everybody that I named off is injured. And it's going to be gone for a question of, um, we don't know how long. Now they might some might be in for a speedy recovery, you know, Adam Cole. Jeff Hardy, uh, maybe CM Punk after uh, surgery, but everybody, the list I just named off. What's what's going on here? What's what's happening here? Like, it's just it's just your opinion. What's your thoughts on these injuries? Well, they're obviously just unfortunate, but just to have so many back to back to back like that, I hate to just say that it's, you know, given like that you know just crazy extreme style that they have but because injuries can happen anywhere you can have maybe a solid regular just nothing crazy match and still get hurt but it's unfortunate and you know i mean obviously once it happens it happens it's just the thing of just looking forward looking forward you know glass half full you know just looking at hey i'm gonna come back eventually like it ain't gonna it can't rain forever at the end of the day and I just look at it as a way of like other talent, like, hey, this is your time to step up. Unfortunately, you know, you hate to just be like, that's how my opportunity came. Somebody had to get hurt, but you got to make the most of it as much as you can either. You know, I'm, I'm speaking for those who are injured, those who are going to have to maybe step up and to fill up that, you know, pick up that slack of those superstars that are wrestlers that are gone. But um, just back-to-back injuries like that is tough. I mean, we get into the summer where you get these bigger summer shows and everything. People want to come out. You know, it's tough, but, like, it happens. It's unfortunate. And I just wish everybody a full recovery and everybody can get back to where they left off on. I'm, I missed off three names. Those three names aren't injured, but we don't know when we're going to see them again. Uh, two of those are Sasha and Naomi. Sasha Banks and Naomi. We don't know when they're coming back. We don't know if they will come back. Uh, so that's just a waiting game in itself. Next one. Uh, we are just up in the air with this MJF situation. 
We don't know if we're getting worked. We don't know if he's just, we don't know if this is all a shoot. We don't know if we're getting worked into a shoot, brother. Like, I don't know what's happening in that MJF situation, but we know this for a fact. We're not going to see that man wrestle for a minute. (laughs) But the way this is going on, he ain't going to wrestle this week. Probably won't wrestle next week. It's we don't know what's going on. Just, just the the list of inactive wrestlers that I named right now, which is why I said I might just fall. We might fall asleep on Forbidden Door because I'm like, who is there to, you know, who's who's there to kick down that door? Nobody. I mean, the people from New Japan is going to be kicking down this door, but who are they going to fight? So it's just looking at that. Daniel Brian Danielson, he's out for one to two weeks, but he so that's. Not bad. Wishing him a speedy recovery as well. Hoping it's three days, you know, wishing, wishing best of luck. But it's just stuff like that. What do you think about all these inactives? Like you're saying step up, but who is there to really, because their names, the names I just named off hold weight, big weight, heavy weight. So it's just your, your thoughts. Do you, do you think AEW and WWE have that talented of a roster? to hold that weight, or are we just going to be watching some boring Raw, AEW, and SmackDown for the next couple months? I, yeah, you're right. I mean, those are heavy names, but, you know, I mean, it's not a, it's not an easy task. I won't say that. I won't say it is at all. But, you know, it's like when your back is against the wall, you're going to have to push back. And I say that in terms of just WWE and the AEW. Their back's against the wall with, like, their lesser, bigger-name talent. And they, you know, you got to make with what you can do, like, because there's nothing you can do about these injuries. It's unfortunate. It's a part of the sport. It's just, it happens. It's unfortunate. But I, like I said, I look at it. It's a tough task, like I said, but it could lead to opportunities for things you probably would have never thought you would see if so-and-so maybe wasn't in the picture. Like I said, I hate to say that circumstances will bring that particular moment to come, but in that moment, you're going to have to do what you got to do. And like this, like legit, like this reflects a lot of stuff. Like there's a lot of things you just can't control, but you just gonna have to keep rolling with the ball. I yeah. say that, but it's not easy at all. <laughs> yeah, one person that they need to control is uh, MJF himself. The Heel Turn Podcast. Right now he's getting edited out of TBS and TNT spots, you know, in the intros. Everything from him has been pulled. All out of the videos. Yeah, all out the videos. You know, all all out on stage. You know, without a microphone. Microphone ain't working. You know, he's just, MJF's down bad right now. He ain't even down bad, to be honest. He wants to get, from the way it looks, you know, from receiving 10 power bombs to afterwards pretty much spewing hatred on, you know, on, on Wednesday. Entertaining right. hatred. Yeah, just oh my god, and it, it was amazing. If you haven't seen that MJF promo, I don't know what you're doing with yourself. But you know, he's off the AEW roster. What's happening here? Obviously, we think that. Well, I think that the promo was a work shoot. I feel like he said everything he needed to say, but obviously, they would have been cut his mic off a long time ago. So you know, there's somebody. There is some cooperation here, but it's just. How far is this cooperation going? What do you, you think is going on here? Do you think MJF is really 
good, like pushing his way out of AEW. Do you, do you think he's getting out of AEW, or do you think this is just a one all big a whole one big work? Or do you think do you what do you think? What do you think? What does Devin Crimes think? Because he looks like he's thinking hard. I can see the smoke coming out your head. I'm trying. It's hard. That's that's MJF, man. He makes these type of things tough because he's so in character. Like every, you know, even at a signing, like he just, you know, little kids. Like, what do you want? Hey, take go on, get on my face. You know, he just constantly just MJF. I'm not saying like all the time. Like, I can't just see him being just a jerk 24 7. Because how would you get in anywhere? But Oh, it's, it's tough. I I want to say, I want to say that this is possibly a huge work. All hands on deck. Take everybody for a ride that they won't forget. That type of stuff. Let's get everybody on board. T- TBS, TNT, the old Warner Brothers Discovery people. And let's just say, let everybody just lose their mind as we're doing now. We did last week. And I know that's a far little, you know, ball to throw, but I just feel that just knowing MJF, knowing the genius of that man, that he could just, that's possibly something he could pull out of his hat and be like, look, we got a legit issue here. I need more money and I need it now because I'm worth a whole lot more than you signed me. I'm doing a whole lot more than these guys you paying more money to. You know, it's a lot of truth to what he said last week. And the thing is, it could just be like I said, not even say could be. I'm just going to say it's it's a work. I'll say it's, it's like I said, all hands on deck type of thing. Like, take his name off the roster, you know, take his name out of this and that, take his, uh, his out of the video packages, you know, make it a big deal that it's like Warner Brothers, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is upset. You know, it's just all hands on deck. And if that's the case, like I said, that's some crazy stuff. And I just hope the talent backstage is on board with it as well. I hate for them to be in the dark knowing that, you know. It don't sound like it. You don't from think what, so? From what everybody is... No, no, not, I'm talking about this. The very last thing you said, not the whole, not your whole thing, oh. but the very last thing you said, because every report that's coming out is saying like, why, like, why is MJF getting this treatment? You know, like, just uh, if we knew why isn't nobody else knowing this is a work or not? What what did they say? They said if it, oh, if MJF was like this in real life, he wouldn't have that many friends. Saying that he he turns it off, he turns his character off. But then again, it's like. Nobody in AEW has nothing to be upset about with MJF. He could talk better than literally all of you guys, for starters. And he, he could wrestle really good. He could wrestle really good. He's not the greatest wrestler, but he could wrestle really good. So, yeah, he can talk and he can back it up. That's better than 90% of the AEW superstars, the roster right there. And he's probably not getting paid as much as them, neither. So, yeah, I can. it's just the fact of, how are you getting back? How are you getting back in? Because if you're locked in until 2024 and this is we're all getting worked, how is this going to play out? Do you get, is it just randomly, we're just going to get a notification one day, MJF and Tony Khan come to an agreement. And then MJF's going to have a promo. I'm, you know, listen, look, this is recorded. I'm going to tell you how this plays out. We're going to get a notification one day. Tony Khan and MJF has reached an agreement deal. Where they're not going to say how much the deal is. Not yet. We're going to find out later on throughout the weeks, but he's going to say they're going to reach an agreement. MJF is going to have a promo next the next week on Dynamite. He's going to talk about, yeah, me and Tony Khan reached a deal. It's going to be like a kind of shootish promo. And he's going to be like, well, I'm back. And now who's going to, you know, I'm ready to step up. He's going to go off on a little streak. I'm not going to say he's going to go on a title run, but I feel like that's how they're going to kind of shoo him in, shoo him back in. We're going to, 
We're gonna get in a uh, a notification for freaking what Dave Meltzer from uh Sean Ross Sapp, Denise Salcedo. We're gonna get we're gonna get some don't smile when I say her name. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, look. <laughs> you always gotta put me on the spot. All I did was just, just I just showed a smile of respect. See, look at a that. smile like, of respect. Look at that. A like, smile of respect. Nothing, I ain't never like, heard of that. Just... A smile of respect. He said, "Man, I saw this fine girl in the mall, so I gave her a smile of respect." Smile of respect. Like, hey, uh, we need more yeah. devils out here. Look, I'm saying a lot by saying nothing. You know what you. You got a point there. You definitely got a point there. But look, that's how I see this. This is that's how I see that playing out. It's gonna be one of them. It's gonna be one of them uh notifications, like on even Bleacher Report. MJF, Tony Khan, reach an agreement. It's like on like sports, like ESPN, you know, stuff like that. So that's how I see that turning off. But I just, I do think we're all. I think we're all being worked. But I don't know how. I don't know if both parties are agreeing with how they want to work. <laughs> I guess NJS is just such a genius in professor professional wrestling that I just, I, it's hard to gauge it. And that's perfect. Sometimes we don't want to know everything. We want to be surprised. We want to be like, oh, so that was like that the whole time. Right. I'm saying, Devin, look, there's one more thing we have to get into before I hit you with the hardest trivia quiz. Of all time. That's what it's that's what it's named. But reading these questions, I don't think it is. The Heel Turn Podcast. Oh, uh, Vince McMahon was not behind Stephanie's leave of absence. And so uh, uh Bleacher Report had this reported, and it said that Stephanie is being replaced in her corporate role as part of a shakeup executive ex- uh, let me read. Let me reread that because Isaiah can't read right now. Uh, uh, Bleacher Report reported that Stephanie is being replaced in her corporate role as part of a shakeup executed by her father, Vince McMahon, the organization's seventy-sixth CEO. So she's going to be gone for a minute, but if she doesn't return, her role is going to be a little bit different. And so, and even saying that, uh, Jeff Jarrett over the weekend. Over the last week, he got the phone call. Vince McMahon, you know, hit, hit him with the "Hey, pal, you up?" You know, the the phone call. So, uh, at the <laughs> did you 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 just muted yourself? You muted yourself. Oh, it was an accident. Oh my oh. god. <laughs> Vinny, oh Vinny Mac makes mistakes, but I had to hit up my brother Jared. Get the job. Yeah, and even then, Jeff Jared has an executive role. Devin, of your thoughts on it all. You think, well, Stephanie's obviously going to come back. She's a McMahon. But then again, we've seen one McMahon get fired already. So is this really, let's just say it like this. Is this really that big of a deal? You know, in the history of, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I mean, mean, they're they're, they're deep behind the scenes of WWE. But... uh, I don't, I, it's hard for me to read too much into it. You know, it's 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 tough because we may I don't you know it's I, <laughs> me personally until I I don't, I don't take it too big as a big of a deal. You know, it's just because like I said, it's so far back that like I <laughs> it's hard for me to gauge like of 
Well, we actually got a, a quote from a company insider. And this is from Dave Meltzer. So, you know, this, this yeah, I'm like, this is legit. Uh, they said, we weren't seeing that growth. When someone is moved out of a company, it's usually the result of something not working. We took stronger control of that a few months ago. So it just wasn't working with Stephanie McMahon. Obviously, Devin, obvious question. Are we going to see her back? I'm going to say no. What? I'm just kidding. No, nah, she'll be mad. She's going to definitely become back. I can't see them. Like, I mean, Shane ain't going to be back at some point. It's going to be water under the bridge. You got a I know it sounds sound horrible, but look, that's their that's they family, though. I can't see a huge fallout like that where it's like, bro, you, we've seen people outside the family do just egregious things, say a horrible stuff, and still be coming back shaking hands. And, you know, I'm not trying to say, like, just, you know, everything in life, just put it up water under the bridge. But, like I said, when it comes to them as a family, I can't see her being just legit, like, that's it, out the door. You know, Stephanie McMahon will never be back inside the doors of WWE. So, no, I believe she'll be back. And, you know, the whole thing of, like, they weren't seeing the progress that they wanted out of her position. Um, You know, I don't know where they're basing that time from. I mean, she was going through a whole lot with her husband, obviously Triple H, with everything he had to go through. So I won't just necessarily put it on just, you know, her job she was lacking in, you know, with the progress they wanted to make. And as she out of the door and she won't be back, she'll definitely be back, you know. She gonna need time to be with her family anyway. They've been through some tough stuff, and that's how I leave that on that. Exactly, and as always, wishing for the best for both parties. Look, if Stephanie wants to be home, be with the family, let her be with the family. She want to come back to work, come back to work. Basically, man, same way. You want to bring your daughter in, bring your daughter in. You don't bring her in, we're gonna talk crap about you. Like it is what it is. Like pick your poison. Obviously, you don't care. You're a billionaire. You make way more money than us. Money. But Devin, let me hit you with this quiz. The Heel Turn Podcast. All right. I got 10 questions for you. After this, we'll close out the show in proper fashion. Devin, these, hey, I got to throw, I got to throw the hard questions at you. What? And no mercy, 2007. Who did the great Kali Lose to who did he lose in the Punjabi prison match? The first Punjabi prison match. Who did he lose his world heavyweight championship to? No mercy, two thousand seven. I'm going to say you can definitely ask me to read that question again because I definitely ruined it. Okay, one more time then. Hit me one more time. Um, who did the great Kali lose his world heavyweight championship to? in a Punjabi prison match at No Mercy in 2007. There's only been limited number of Punjabi prison matches. So it's like, the people are limited. Batista. Batista? Final answer? Give me a second, give me a second. Oh my goodness. Hey, some tough stuff, man. I remember it, I just came up. Um, crap. Uh. I'm going to have to just go ahead and just shoot and just believe in myself. Batista. Batista, final answer? Yes. It's Batista. I never doubted myself for a second. Man, I can't believe it. I never had any doubt, man. I got Devin Lee Crosby, man. Who playing? There's four championships. Which of these championships have Jeff Hardy never won? 
the European title, the hardcore title, the IC title, or the cruiserweight title? Um, um, the the first title was the European title, you said, right? Yep. European title, say. hardcore title, intercontinental championship, and cruiserweight championship. I know people are gonna be like, well, it's wild that Devin will say this, but uh nah, dang, it's tough. Dang, Jeff, are you what the heck did you not win out of that? Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say um cruiserweight. You're right. Champion. Okay. You're right. Whew. Whew. Yeah, I'm like, it's okay, it's okay, breathe. Three. I, don't think, I don't think you're getting this next one. Who won the King of the Ring in 2000? 2000, the winner of the King of the Ring, I want to say, was uh, dang, uh, <laughs> 2000, 2000. Black won that thing in 2000. Dang, um, wow, okay. Uh, Edge? Edge? It was not Edge. It was Kurt Angle. Ah, oh, Kurt, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, look at that. I knew I should have drank some milk this morning, man. (laughs) Oh, let me see. I'm trying to find an easier one. Uh, not not an easier one. Oh, who did Andre the Giant beat in a body slam challenge? Was it King Kong Bundy, Hulk Hogan, Big John Studd, or Yokozuna? This was who Andre the Giant beat. Big John Studd. Yeah, that is correct. I was like, yeah. That's, we're three for four. Three for, we're three for four right now. Quit playing with your boy, man. Look at that. Hit me. I feel like I'm at a dealer's table. I'm like, hit me. Hit me. I'm ready. Man, look, who has won the most Royal Rumbles and how many? Um, uh, I won uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I believe Stone Cold Steve Austin has won. Uh, he, uh, I got this, I got this. Stone Cold has won three. He has. Look at that, look at that. What are you, four for five? Oh! Four for five right now, I think, or three for four. four for, I think you're four for five. Uh, four for five. Let me see I'm if I got one. Here goes a hard one. Uh, Judgment Day, 2008. What was the stipulation for Triple H and Randy Orton? And it doesn't Dang. give me multiple choice. So it's, it's all you're <laughs> up in the air for this one. No type of help. Uh, I'm going to say 2008, Triple H and Randy Edge. Uh, Judgment Day? Judgment Day 2008. Is it a I quit match? Final answer? Yes. It was a steel cage match. Mm. It Dang. was a steel cage match. I'm there goes, my shirt there's a multiple choice. What are you? What was that? What, five for seven? Um, I want to say this is that was four for six. Four for six? Yes. Four for six? Good. Thank you. Thank you. Look at that. I mean, no, this man knows. This man definitely knows. How tall is Hornswoggle? 
four foot, four, four, five, three, or five, four. I can, um, I'm going to re, I'm going to rename the, the heights. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, how tall is Hornswoggle? Is he four foot? Is he four foot four? Is he five foot three? Or is he five foot four? I'm going to say four foot three. Four foot three? No, it's four foot or four foot four. Or oh, sorry, sorry. sorry so four foot four? Yes. That like Wendy's. Yeah, you're funny because that is that is correct. Look at that. See? Oh, I tell you, see, every time I pull up to Wendy's, I be like, let me get that four, four, four. I don't even say four, four, four. I say four, four, four. And they know exactly what I come in here for. Oh, I'm done. I had to get my little windy spill, but we ain't throwing out that, you know, just just know that's where I sometimes make. You know what? So four, five, four, four. So that is five for seven now. Look at that. It's about to be uh six for eight, because this is a freaking this is a this is a home run right here. What is the name of the tag team of the rock and mankind? The um, the rock and sock connection. Yes, sir. Hey, better, better, better swing. Quit playing. Looking like Tim Anderson out here, man. Quit playing. Um, I was I was gonna ask you a stupid question. That was gonna be a stupid question. Let me see. How do I? I'm trying to phrase this the right way. Without, you know what? I ain't gonna ask that question. I ain't gonna answer that question. I ain't gonna ask that. Who? Everything. Who was the raw GM after Vicky Guerrero, after her firing? Oh, uh, after Vicky got fired, after Vicky got fired. Uh, AJ Lee? Wow, wow, I'm impressed. I'm Light impressed. I'm impressed. Man, see, people be thinking, see, man, I told you. I be trying to tell people. What are you trying no, to tell people? This ain't no game. Um, this is stuff. This is stuff I used to be late to school almost for this stuff, man. Trying to get my facts straight. So when I came to lunch, everybody knew what was up. Damn, you, did, you just, just show what table you sat at. And I was like, exactly, I was like, exactly, exactly. I was head of the table back even back in the day. You could ask. They may not give you facts because they be hating, but it's okay. I used to almost be like, I got a school project due tomorrow, but John Cena and CM Punk throwing on a banger on Raw? That project can wait. This match ain't going no. This match is, this is history. I'm like, this project going to get done. I'm going to be sleepy when I get back. But look, when I was sitting in that class, turning in my project, I'm like, man, John Cena and CM Punk did a banger. That's how you know. I've been in this graph for years. I just want to finish this quiz, Lord. That's all I want. I just wanted to start. I just wanted to start this quiz. Look, I got you. I got you with these last two. Who was the first overall draft pick in the first WWE draft? The first overall draft pick was uh, The Rock. It was. The Rock. Look at that. Yes, man. What the Devin was cooking. Quit playing with your boy. I got the Crisco in the pie and we popping it out here. All day. Last one. Uh, what year did WrestleMania officially debut? 
1985. This dude a nerd. Look, I gotta give it to him. This I won't be legit with you. I ain't even. I ain't even going because I know somebody catch me. Uh, that was the question that was in the last quiz, honestly, and I got it wrong the first time. But oh, it second, was. See, look at but you. The second time it hit me, I didn't let it catch me slipping. That's see, all I ain't even. See, see, I got it wrong for a reason, before. Oh, that's a lie. That is a lie. I don't know what quiz this. I don't know what person was doing this, but let me get out of that one because that was an idiotic question. Some hot dog water. That question. question no, it was it was probably worse than hot dog oh, water. Man. That was it was it was just bad. <laughs> that question is stupid. That question is stupid. Wow. Uh who is the only WWE stupid? I can't <laughs> I can't say that. That was but, the Miz tied this WWE superstar for the most intercontinental championship reigns. The Miz tied him. Who is this superstar? Ooh, that's a tough one. Even though it's my favorite championship of all time, the Devin Crown. I should know this, man. I should know this. Um uh dang they ain't got no uh you know they ain't got no little choices for you boy they ain't got no choices no uh, dang it's all good we don't need no help i'll tell you something him. he's still he's still wrestle he's still wrestling okay oh shoot this is really tough okay you said he tied this man for the most reigns of the ic title yep with eight, with eight. He, he, the man's probably got more than that now i'm gonna say Chris Jericho? Final answer? Yes. It was Chris Jericho. Are you kidding me? It was Chris Jericho. I just threw that one in the air. I'm going to be legit with you. I was trying to think back to that uh, DVD I had. See, look at Look, I'm going to start going by the years. I'm going to be like, what year did John Cena tear his ACL and had to require it? Like, I would just start, <laughs> I would start asking some off-the-wall questions. Oh, look, I'm a, see, man, if WWE was a class, I would have had straight A's, man. You're right, you're right, you're right. We're gonna try this on Thursday. Yeah, you finna you finna go 0 for 10. I'm sorry. I'm finna I'm finna pull out some foolishness on you. They be doubting me, but, but for before I pull some foolishness out, can you do it first with the last thing you want to say with the audience? Sure, I can do that. I can do that. It's like I just murdered this wrestling quiz because you know, I mean. I told y'all this is not a gimmick. This is legit. This is me. This is Devin Lee Crimes Jr. It's all true fear. It's all facts. It's all real. Like MJF, I make you feel. But I'm not going to be long, as I always say. And I'm going to be a man of my word today. Like I said, in your house, it was okay. Left a little bit to be desired. But it is what it is. And I'll get into that tomorrow. Telling Cell was pretty impressive from the fiery start to the shocking ending. And I'm going to just say everybody be safe. And if it ain't worth it, don't do it. And I'm going to hand it back to my partner, co-host, the man who was out there in the desert with the cactuses, no jack around. If you got that reference, then you got it. Isaiah Jackson. It never rains in Arizona, Junior. Thank you, Devin Lee Crimes. Look, 
You know what? I'm gonna just, you know, that's how I'm gonna end the show. I'm gonna end the show with Devin, give us the recap. Man, you know what it is. The hell in the cell, it was on today. The hell in the cell was really good. He that was that'd be my conclusion of the paper. No, just kidding. That'd be the conclusion. He said, I'll So that's what I'd be like. I'd be like, Devin, what you gotta say? So in conclusion, <laughs> he said, So in conclusion, listen to the heel turn. Look, thank you all for watching on YouTube. Thank you all for listening. This will drop. Tuesday, Tuesday. So be on the lookout for that. Might drop on Y110 too, depending on how Thursday looks. But thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Heel Turn Podcast. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify every Saturday for more wrestling news and to be a part of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Heel Turn Podcast and on Twitter at underscore the Heel Turn.